think it's an exaggeration to say that the last four to five months has been the most challenging period of time for HR professionals in the last four to five decades. Right, COVID-19 completely blew up the way in which organizations communicate, operate, and even their company culture, and it's left the HR teams just reeling. How do they change their own lives and their teams and their businesses and do so extremely quickly? Constantly having to pivot. <laughs> I think from Ross from Friends yelling, pivot! Of course, none of these professionals had any experience or expertise most likely in how to manage themselves or their company through a pandemic. And so it's just a no-brainer for us as we kick off season three of the Benefits Buzz podcast to focus on this topic. How are HR professionals and teams not only surviving during all of this, but also thriving in this air quotes here, new normal. And we have two great guests to talk about their transformation during this time. We have Sherry Olson, the Vice President of Human Resources at Wex Health, and Brianna Scarcia, the Chief People Officer at Stormage Software. My name is Eric Piella. I'm your host of the Benefits Buzz podcast, and I'm joined, as always, by Kelsey Bergad, my co-host. It's going to be a great episode. Can't wait to find out what this week's buzz is all about. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of Benefits Buzz podcast. Welcome. This is great. Kelsey, it's, this, is, this is our first episode together. Yeah, this is our first episode together, but believe it or not, you are my third co-host in three seasons. So I don't know if that's because of me. Maybe I'm doing something wrong here, but I'm excited for you to join. I'm excited as well. You are the voice that they've just come to love. And here I am. Well, they say the third time's the charm. Although I don't know about that. I was trying to like, in preparation for this, think about like the third person to do anything. Like who is the third person to walk on the moon? Like, do you know? Yeah, nobody remembers that. Yeah, no one. No nobody one even remembers second place, let alone third. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, well, who's the third person? I'm like, there's got to be a success story there. So I'm like, who's the third person to play like James Bond? Well, that was Roger Moore, but like everyone knows Sean Connery's the best James Bond, so that was a fail. Then I'm like, well, who's the third person to host Tonight Show? Well, end up being Johnny Carson. So I'm like, and that dude was legendary. Win, so there's hope, right? There's yeah. hope. Yeah, there's hope. So uh, anyway, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to be on the podcast and be a host and to bring some wicked smart um, HL professionals and talk about benefit administration and all that fun thing. And we actually have two wonderful guests that are with us as well. Um, I'm so excited to introduce Sherry Olson, Vice President of Human Resources at Wex Health, and Brianna Scarcy, Chief People Officer at Stone Ridge Software. Welcome. Hey, Eric and Kelsey. Good morning. Thank you. That was Brianna. <laughs> Sherry, are you with us as well? I am with you loud and clear, and I'm so happy to join today and be part of Benefits Buzz. I love it. And if you can't tell listeners, we are doing this all remotely. I'm, we're so used to doing this in the same room. We're all still working from home. I'm still stationed in my kid's playroom, aka my home office. Um, Superman so hero costumes and all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Superman <laughs> hero costumes and all. So, well, thank you for joining us virtually. This is a, you know, uh, I hope our listeners uh, appreciate some levity, which I know has been, I'm not going to use the word unprecedented. I'm kind of tired of that, but certainly a challenging time for, for everyone. And especially I think HR professionals and directors who are just trying to keep up and figure out what does, you know, um, what does supporting your employees look like in sort of this, this new world. And so I'm really ex excited to explore that. 
with both of you sharing, Brenna. So thanks again for being on the show. Maybe just to start, I love for each of you just to tell us a little bit about your role, your your organization, you know, what industry you're in, some of those, just those facts in terms of like how big your company is, so we can kind of get to know you and your company. Well, I will start. My name is Sherry Olson, and I have over 20 years of HR leadership experience in SaaS technology, financial services industries. And uh, my focus is certainly on talent, making sure that we're bringing in the right talent and then we're taking great care of them throughout their careers. And so this topic is particularly of interest to me because uh, WEX, we're a global organization. I focus within the health organization to lead the HR activities, although as a Overall financial technology firm, uh, WEX is global. We have more than 5,000 employees across 12 different countries. And so this diversity has been really interesting. Uh, And COVID has certainly kind of brought all of our sites together as we look at just the multitude uh, of complexity across our global organization. And so uh, I'm fortunate because I have a two-fold type role. So I lead HR within our health organization. Although our health line of business um, is certainly taking advantage of how can we help consumers through this time and making sure that they understand all of the different benefits and offerings that are available to them. Awesome. Sherry, how many people do you have on your HR team? So my HR team, we have uh, close to 12 people uh, that do support the organization. And within health, we have about 15 plus hundred or 1,500 plus employees across six locations. And then within the health organization, we have a nice kind of end-to-end business model where it includes everything from strategy to service operations, technology roles, sales, marketing. So it's, and also key tech uh, that rounds everything out as well. So uh, my team is very focused on supporting the business of the health organization. Perfect. Brianna, can you give us a little bit about you, Stone Ridge Software, and your team? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lots of parallels um, in terms of focus based on what Sherry shared. Um, But we are Stone Ridge Software, a Microsoft partner, which essentially means that we um, sell and implement and support um, Microsoft products, specifically in the ERP and CRM space. So to boil that down, it's financial software that helps businesses be more effective at tracking their financials, their inventory, um, keeping track of sales leads um, and traction in, in the business development space. Um, I've been with the team since the end of 2016, and when I joined, we were a a company of around 65 people, and today we're just north of 200. So we've seen some pretty substantial growth in uh, the three and a half years that I've, I've been a part of the team. Um, my role as chief people officer is is really to focus, um, similar to Sherry, on our people. Um, you know, recruiting is is huge, um, especially now, um, and ensuring that we bring in not only the right talent, but we keep that talent um, from a retention perspective. So, overseeing a lot of of those activities. My team also owns all of the. Uh, office management functions. So we have today three specific 
office locations. However, in this this COVID time, everyone is working from home, um, including our office managers. So we've had to get a little creative and colorful in, in how we keep supporting and loving our people since we're not in the office. Um, we also have a dedicated resource for benefits and compensation. Um, so that falls under my umbrella as well as learning, training, and development. Um, so those are kind of the, the things that I wake up in the morning really thinking and focused on. Um, and uh, from a, again, geographic perspective, all of us working from home right now um, is unique. Um, but if we were to rewind three to four months ago, um, we would have roughly half of our workforce who are considered remote. Um, so this is this has been uh, an adjustment, but not super disruptive, given um, a majority of our folks were already in that that mode. Um, but we have team members today who are in uh, roughly twenty eight states across the the United States. Very cool. And for those of you who are avid listeners, you probably recognize Brianna's voice. She joined us last season as well. So, Maybe that's a good place to get us kicked off. Um, you talked a lot about how this has changed your work environment because people are working from home. Um, what have you and your team done, Brianna, to help support employees through this time? Oh, I love that question um, because this happened so abruptly for us. You know, I think we saw it coming, but in all of our worlds, it was not until it was here that it became that reality. So some of the things we did immediately was equipped our people to have that work from home capability. So that included, you know, potentially some ordering of, of equipment and headsets and um, allowing them to remove their, their monitors from the office and bring those home. And just kind of some of those, those flexibilities to create that work from home space that's going to be um, not only sustainable, but productive. Um, we also got really creative in the way of creating uh, this, what we call school for tiny humans. Um, the time that COVID hit, it was during the school year where schools were uh, distance learning. And we knew that many of our team members had kids at home um, that were trying to consume content via their, their, their schools. But employees too that needed to to get projects done and and so creating this outlet and space and content for uh, team members to bring their kids into the fold of hey stoner just offering some some learning opportunities for kids you know we we branded it as a quote-unquote meeting um for kiddos and and that was really uh received well and i think too just creating this this drastic space for flexibility um We've always had uh, a lot of flexibility, but truly during this time, just knowing that if your work week needs to extend more than five days outside of eight to five, that is going to be something that that we are all in on. So I would say those are kind of the three biggest things. Yeah, super fascinating. Um, and I know uh, Sherry, <laughs> you know, working with Wax, we, you know, we did a lot of the same things, but on a larger scale. Can you talk to, I mean, remarkably how quickly we went from everyone in the office to almost everyone remote across multiple states and countries? Yeah, it, it truly was uh, a very agile and, and uh, we were quick to act uh, because 
we knew that from watching the patterns and uh, we had a team that had been pulled together in the early February timeframe where we were, again, looking at what was happening across the world. And we knew we needed to act quickly and swiftly to make sure that our people were top of mind to make sure that everyone was in a safe uh, environment. And so we moved to a hundred percent work from home model very quickly. Uh, it was about a week turnaround time, and Eric, you may remember wow. that uh, because it was very much a you know grab what you need, and everyone needs to be out of the office by mid March. And so we uh, were able to do that successfully. Thankfully, within Wex Health, we have had many fire drills because we have a strong business continuity plan, and so that helped us because we were armed to be able to go remote because we've already practiced working remote and we had the technology in place, which was really key. Uh, one thing that we knew we needed to do was to stay very proactive and that we couldn't over communicate, especially with the amount of change that was happening and the uncertainty. And so we engaged quickly with the team uh, to say, let's get daily emails that'll come out from the CHRO team we also increased our focus on just more connections because we knew it would be important for people to have touch points at a daily, weekly basis with their leaders. And so we put together toolkits, uh, leadership toolkits to just help people through different scenarios. Uh, from an HR standpoint, uh, we put together uh, more benefits. And so we uh, reminded people of backup family care offerings that we already had through a vendor uh, but certainly wanted to help people, like Brianna mentioned, um, parents who were dealing with needing to spend time, uh, more time with children at home and not having daycare available. And uh, so we certainly had a strong focus on that program. We also brought in emergency pay, leave pay, where we gave employees in addition to PTO some additional time because, again, we knew that there were going to be additional demands that would be placed upon the entire family. And then uh, we also engaged in doubling down on culture and, and making sure that we could have very creative uh, type of events still happening across each, each of our sites. For example, we have had funniest home videos and people submitting um, different work from home, creative workspaces. We've had stacking competitions. We recently had sent pictures of 4th of July. Uh, and what we're doing is also doing a lot of the shout outs and recognition with different gift cards just to keep that cadence because we know that people are missing that physical interaction. So we want to continue that. Uh, from a team standpoint, with culture communications, uh, we're doing a lot of virtual coffee breaks, virtual happy hours to keep, again, the team very connected to one another. So many. I love it. There's I, so I, many cool ideas. Yeah, Eric, I think we're on the same page. So many absolutely. cool ideas that HR teams can, you know, take and implement so easily if they're still from a work from home status or, you know, if we have to go back to work from home for those are, who are back in the office. Um, so that's a lot of different unique ideas that you both have created in different instances. I think one of the biggest ones that resonates with me is having kiddos at home. I'm, you know, I don't know if I want to consider myself fortunate that he's a toddler because it has been hard. I won't lie to you, but the school element is just something that I can't even begin to understand. Um, so Brianna, tell us a little bit more about your school for tiny humans and the feedback you've gotten on that. 
Um, I would love to hear more on how that went over with your employees. Yeah, I'm happy to share. So this truly was um, an idea that bubbled up in one of our people team meetings. Um, and thankfully, we've got just a wickedly talented learning and development resource on our team who um, has some experience working with uh, early education uh, type of, of, of programs. And she put together a four-week curriculum um, centered on different themes that um, some were STEM-based, which folds nicely into um, our industry and what we're focused on, but some were pure fun. And they were over the lunch hour. And what was pretty incredible was to be able to see our team members via video and their tiny humans or their their kiddos and the engagement and um, you know from from a, a talent acquisition perspective, I hope that we we can hire some of these folks in the future and and just really paint a picture that you know this is a business that supports families that uh, encourages participation. Um, in the working world at all levels. And um, so it, it, it was received supremely well, um, very supportive of both the team members that have children, but also who don't, or have children who are, you know, maybe um, in high school or college. Um, it was just a gesture that, you know, was, was creative and went above and beyond to create, again, that inclusion of the entire family based on where where our team members were at. Um, sessions ran anywhere from probably 15 to, to 20 minutes. So they were consumable um, in a, a short amount of time. And um, again, interactive using multiple medias and ways and means of, of engagement. So um, yeah, it was, it was wildly fun and something that we've, you know, based on who knows where the future is headed, we may look to, to resuscitate and, and do more of. So let's let's move on a little bit to um, one thing you've learned from this experience. I mean, because you've been put in this role where, you know, you're navigating the, you know, like Eric said, unprecedented um, time. What is something you've learned along the way um, that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, from my standpoint, it's that you can't over communicate, especially in times of change. And you also have to be very focused with the employee at the center of everything we do, especially now in May, we uh, pulled together, it was called a ways of working survey that we sent out to our global team. And especially since mid-March, we had been working remotely. And what we wanted to do was gather some data to help us understand what was life like before you were working from home, how can we make sure that while you are in a current state of working from home, we can keep you as productive as possible? And then what would you like the future ways of working to look like? And that survey uh, gave us a lot of, um, I would say, some great ahas. Uh, we heard from our team that 92% of the WEX community wanted to have some type of a remote, flexible work option in the future. Wow. And and so I think it was um, that was certainly an aha for us to get out there, understand team members point of view. And the other thing that was um, a big aha was that 83 percent of our Wexers felt equally, if not more successful now 
than before COVID working from home. So again, that just shows that again, you know, as much as we may have felt disruption within our lives, within the business, we were able to continue the pace of staying focused. That is so impressive. And Brianna, I can, I'm sensing through the ethernet that you are thinking about this as well, because I know that you guys in our last episode um, talked about all the surveys that you do. Have you surveyed your population since you've been working from home and what did you learn? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And um, I, I can't agree more with the over communication component. You know, we continue to do um, our weekly surveys through uh, a, a vendor that we use that uh, measures employee engagement. And the flexibility we have with that tool is to insert specific questions. So we have used um, that platform to ask specifically about, you know, work from home satisfaction and return to office interest. And we are are launching tomorrow, even get a third revision of, again, just testing and, and pulse checking of our people to see, you know, what does this look like for you? And, and how can this, um, you know, work life integration in this, this world that we're in now be successful? Um, you know, other key learnings I think that are are noteworthy is everybody's been so impacted, um, but so differently. You know, we have our single team member who lives alone, um, who is craving social interaction and lunches with friends and, and you know, that type of thing. And then we have our, our work from home parents and then we have you know, our, our extroverts who, you know, their buckets are empty because they're not able to get out and interact. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a good reminder in terms of, of just, I think that recognition component um, specifically that we need to check in with each individual and we divided and conquered as a leadership team, um, the entire Stone Ridge org and spent, you know, minutes, either I am email, a phone call, a video chat, something just to touch all of our people and see how they're doing. Um, and that created to Sherry's comment, a lot of ahas in terms of things that we should be thinking about, should be doing differently, um, should be doing more of in terms of, you know, what we thought was good communication. Um, so again, I, I think individualizing during this time is also incredibly valuable and a big, big learning opportunity and experience for me. Just to tie up, that was such a great point, Brianna, and just keeping things very individualized. Uh, On the survey that we did, one thing that we were uh, very cognizant of is that we were not going to make it confidential. So We did that because we wanted to get names attached to personal and some professional experiences on what people needed. So when we did the ways of work, uh, we were able to see names attached and it was certainly confidential for just HRIs um, and and high level business leaders within the impacted groups to see how people were impacted. And we use that as a forum to follow up with people, especially those that were having more engagement, um, connection, more personal issues with working from home to see how we could help them, whether it's EAP benefit programs, 
whether it was, um, you know, some outside financial uh, education help that we could do, whether it was increased one-on-one manager interactions. But to your point, it's so important to make sure that, again, keeping the employee and the individual's needs at the center. Um, that actually resulted in two people in particular that we will be bringing back into the office, return to office in um, the next few months. And so, you know, we know that we want to support the productivity and there might be times in one situation where you just may not even have internet uh, available within your home, or you might be really burdened from a strong productivity standpoint. We want to help um, employees kind of return to that same level of performance. And so um, I just wanted to call that out because Brianna, that was, um, that was just top of mind as you're talking through it. Super valuable. No, I was just going to, in virtual ways, wave some pom-poms because, yes, I think that's super valuable. We got virtual pom-poms and feeling things with the Ethernet. I love I love this. <laughs> this is the, this is the new world. We need virtual pom-poms. I love that idea. <laughs> I will use them at every Google meeting from here on out. <laughs> virtual pom-poms. This is awesome. Well, I, I love it. And such awesome insight and feedback. I think, you know, the thing I'm picking up is uh, the lesson is just really the individualized understanding and listening and, you know, figuring out, you know, what your employees are looking for and where do they each need that individual support? Because it, it will be different for each person. Like I, I, you were talking about that extrovert. I'm like, that's me. That's me. I'm, I'm like thirsty for that water cooler talk. Right. And I'm stuck in my kid's playroom, and, you know, but there are other people who aren't. And which leads me maybe to my next question is sort of, you know, what do we do moving forward? How has this experience and how have the you know, the, the benefits and maybe some of the uh, ways in which you've, you know, um, listened or have done proactive outreach. Um, how have those things, I don't know, have they changed the way in which you'll look at supporting employees in the future? Or, you know, are there changes that will, maybe, maybe we won't have everyone in the office now. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll be okay with this remote thing. How has that sort of changed your perspective on supporting employees moving forward? Uh, from a WEX standpoint, the recent landscape has absolutely just created more opportunities for us to look at telemedicine, to look at mental health, virtual sessions and visits, which are very cost effective. Uh, we also are engaged in working with a vendor to do uh, virtual ergonomic assessments because that's one thing we heard from the survey is if we could help people have a better setup at home, that would definitely help their productivity. Uh, we're also seeing a shift in different behaviors and a workforce that is now embracing more flexibility. I mean, they like the virtual sessions. Um, thankfully, you know, we have a, a great HRIS system. We have great LMS tools and we can support with our technology working patterns. And so the last few months uh, have really changed the way that we look at service and delivery. And we know we can do things very effectively in a remote world. Yeah, I, I love all of those ideas, um, Sherry. And, and maybe from a Stonebridge perspective to to tack on to some of the things that we're thinking about, you know, the, the extreme flexibility is something that we've always championed, but I think that's even through COVID gone to a, a new level um, as it relates to working days and, and certainly hours. I think too, what, what's been um, a game changer for us is 
as I mentioned earlier on in, in the episode, we had a, a majority um, of folks who were working from home. But with this you know, pandemic, we've lasered in on how do we create social collisions and interactions for people, um, be it virtual lunches that are focused on specific topics and virtual happy hours or connecting people who wouldn't naturally interact with one another through Coffee Connects. And so creating that virtual ability to to socialize for those who are interested is something that I see us continuing to carry forward into the future. And then I think too, you know, Sherry touched on the the mental health element. We've done so much education in the past few months on what our uh, EAP offers and just ensuring that folks take care of not only themselves, but their families. And that I think will be something that we will continue to place emphasis on um, that we maybe haven't as much in the past um, going forward um, and ensuring that that folks are 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 taken care. Um, and then finally, on somewhat of that same thread, we've done some uh, wellness challenges. And so be it active minutes per day, creating teams, um, getting people again, collaborating virtually, but also moving is something that we had not thought about until this time that I think wherever we're at three months, six months, 12 months from now, we'll continue to carry forward. And again, ensuring that that health and wellness of the the whole human. That is definitely something that I think is going to continue to trend as we move into the last half of 2020 is just overall wellness, you know, emotional, physical, mental, they all intertwine together. Um, And it's so important to keep employees, your family, yourself in a good space in those areas. So I definitely think that I agree with you both. I think wellness is going to be huge for the rest of the year. Um, So one other question I have for both of you ladies, what's one piece of advice for those HR professionals that are listening today um, that you can give them looking into the rest of the year and the unknowns that will continue to be thrown our way? So I will hop in uh, on that one. And I would say the piece of advice is from an employer and HR standpoint, just realize the responsibility that we do have to stay proactive and create a safe working environment. Uh, We're trusted uh, within our communities and there are so many programs and services that we can be offering our employees. um, Stay focused on listening, uh, receive the feedback and apply some flexibility to policies that are likely gonna be needing to be dusted off Uh, with new kind of work from home, telework, return to office plans to support the business and the team and, you know, stay focused on creating some, you know, great agility practices, be creative and continue to connect and build that strong trusting culture. Um, And that will help us really weather the storm. I had the same thought, Sherry. It was people over policy, in summary, um, you know, policies are there for a purpose and they guide us and they help us, but you're not a business without your people. And when you put focus on the humans first and again, individualizing every person's needs and what's working, what's not working, what support we can provide as a company, um, 
supporting the managers, I think too, is, is another layer of, of just advice. You know, they're in the trenches, they've got their, their teams that they're trying to, you know, work with and, and support and, and provide for. And the more as a, an HR team that you can help them and equip them with skills and tools and knowledge, um, that's going to create a stronger uh, culture, a stronger organization. Um, going forward. But uh, yes, definitely prioritizing, listening, and being available is also, I think, uh, a key element. Uh, I fell in love with both of those responses. So I knew there was a reason we asked Sherry and Brianna to be on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, well done. Uh, well, I think that that wraps the show. There's so much I know that uh, those listening can glean from this conversation, ideas, whether it's how to support how to better listen and how to think of your employees wellness moving forward as we again, navigate who knows what going into the rest of of 2020 here. Thank you both so much for your time for being our initial uh, inaugural episode of season three. I I greatly appreciate it. Oh, you guys are awesome. I will give you the shout out. It's like being on Oprah back in the day, sitting on the couch, (laughs) digesting and divulging all of the goodness. So thank you for creating a comfortable space. (laughs) You get it. You get a benefit plan. You get a benefit plan. (laughs) Just for comparing us to Oprah, you're invited back again and again and again. (laughs) Wax is in the business of simplifying benefits for everyone. Now, although we certainly hope our podcast sparks some aha moments, like that was pretty cool, but of course we cannot provide legal investment or financial advice. And well, therefore, nothing shared in this podcast should be interpreted as such. We encourage you to seek out appropriate professional advice regarding your plans. Hey, congratulations. You made it through our disclaimer. (laughs) Thanks for listening.